0: Hey guys, welcome back to another message episode on Teen You Are Enough. I know for the past two episodes I have been doing a message by myself, but today I am super excited to have one of my good good friends Audrey Sorge here. Hey Audrey. Hi, what's up? What's up with you? I'm doing great, how are you? <laughs> good, I'm so excited. For those of you who don't know, Audrey Sorgi used to live where I live, Um, but now she moved um, to Kansas City, Missouri, and she is now living there. Me and her have been friends for years now?
1: I don't know. I think ever since I moved to Michigan, maybe? Probably. I don't know. I
0: think we became really good friends like two years ago,
1: though. Yeah, yeah. But
0: yeah, so I decided to have her on, and today we are talking about um, our identity in Christ. Um, We all know that We're living in this generation that struggles with identity a ton, and so I felt like, Lord, just put this on my heart, and me and Audrey are, like, amazing good friends, and so I thought she would be awesome to preach alongside me, so we are co-preaching on this episode. Um, But something that I wanted to share before we jumped fully in was what I saw on the internet um, when I was preparing this message that I was like, I need to add this in my message. Um, <laughs> it said, um, four reasons you shouldn't exist, uh, physics says you're an impurity in an otherwise beautiful universe. And that stopped me when I saw that because I was like, this is why we need to talk about this subject more than ever before. Um, the church is doing great with like kind of talking about the subject but i feel like we need to even talk about it even more than we talk about it and so i felt like this would be a great time most of us um are probably um doing school some way somehow either online or in school or half and half no clue. <laughs> it just kind of depends i know on the district but um i felt like this would be a great message for the month of september so first um we're going to jump right in with how we were created. Audrey's going to just come on in whenever she feels like she wants to share something. And that's just kind of how we're going to do it. It's going to be pretty basic, nothing crazy. Um, but I wanted to get at three points. So the first point is made for best. So, uh, in Genesis two, seven, it says, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So this, um, it's just so crucial to just think about this for a uh, one minute. So um the Lord spoke everything into existence other than us, which is bizarre crazy. <laughs> um and he literally formed us out of dust. Which is bonkers. Audrey, mm-hmm. like what do you think about that?
1: What do you think about that? Like Actually, the funny thing is, I actually basically taught this message this Sunday to some kids. And, um, I think the most beautiful thing is, like, he made all of this, the whole entire world, and yet he said Mm -hmm. something was missing. Something was Mm -hmm. missing. My friends were missing. And the fact that he even decided to make us even even after we sinned even after we messed Mm -hmm. up a hundred different times he still put an identity upon us like these are my friends this is my family i made you in the image and likeness of me so Mm -hmm. that you can walk on this earth and maintain the earth and um I just, I just think that's absolutely amazing. And the fact that he yeah. made us to life, even if he had all these other beautiful things around us, the animals, the sky, the ground, he yet formed us so that he may have a mm-hmm. connection with people, with human beings, so that mm-hmm. we may experience the glory of God, so that we may experience his voice and hear it and act upon it. And so I think that's just beautiful and amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Because, guys, um, at the end of the day, God really didn't need us the whole trinity father son holy spirit they were fine they were fine they would live be totally fine without us but the fact that he wanted us is like wow Mm -hmm. um and and uh so uh number two is made in his image and that is in genesis 126 so god created mankind in his own life own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them Mm -hmm. it's just which is like crucial to read this i mean we read it all the time we for most of us we're like oh yeah that's a message but i mean we have so many people who have gender identity issues out there like there's so many people who don't know who they are and are all over the place and are back once again to the identity and we need to just grasp and learn our true identity, especially as teenagers. It's crucial to learn our identity. Um, and so for God to have
1: created us in his own image is like so, so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that we don't even realize, and because we look at ourselves and we have insecurity, especially teenagers right mm-hmm. now, and just teenagers in the past couple generations and even Mm -hmm. even before then we all have insecurities of who we are what we look like how we act like all these different things because teenagers think that because we're young because we're growing we're worthless and we have no there's nothing that god would like about us but i think even the fact that he created us in his image speaks it all like we are made in Mm -hmm. the image of god and if we don't like ourselves then that's that i mean that's just interesting because god made us mm-hmm. like him so that we may have emotions like him so that we may mm-hmm. cuz the thing that we don't even realize is god didn't make those kinds of features and abilities to any other thing any other living thing on this earth no. and the fact that we are here to maintain the earth and that we're here and that we're made in the image and likeness of god so that we may connect with him so that we may able to experience him in that kind of way um and even the fact that jesus even came down as a human and that he Mm -hmm. felt those things and he suffered even as much and probably even more than we have now and that we have before is just absolutely amazing god wants to connect with us in every way possible which is why he said he sent his one and only son to come down as a human that's why he made us in the likeness of him so that when we're walking on this earth we may be able to feel him and see him and understand well i'm made like this i'm made uh, purposefully and specifically so that i may be a child and of god and that i may be able to do all these things with jesus and um and so i think that's one of the hardest things about Uh, teenagers right now is because the lies in our heads that we're not worth it that we're not made in the likeness and image of God that God doesn't like us is just overflowing and I really believe we're supposed Mm -hmm. to change those stereotypes and change those thoughts that we God doesn't love us in that we are just worthless and that we have no like rights and no all these little things about identity god has placed an identity from the beginning that we are children of god and that we are made the image likeness of him and we need to spread that to teenagers all across the globe because honestly it's a real problem and identity is a real (laughs) problem and people hide it because I mean they just they don't even uh they think that nobody else is going through it and there are so many teenagers now that are being brought down because they they, they don't understand and they don't know that God has already placed an identity upon them since the beginning and so I'll just stop talking right now and you go <laughs> ahead and yeah no
0: you're fine you're doing awesome um the the third part out of how we were created is made every part of you which is just crucial so if you go into psalms 139 verse 13 that whole psalms 139 i recommend everybody reads that it's amazing it says you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and me to together in my mother's room which is just so crazy like how we're like why do we have this hair why do we have these high, high colors why do we have this why do we have this? like he made every single part of you which is just nuts oh crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just so so pretty and so so cool like he knows everything i mean there's nothing you can hide guys you can't hide anything he knows it all um so audrey do you have anything you want to (laughs) share i
1: mean i don't want to go too far ahead but i think it's just so amazing how um just how god created us created us so specifically I mean Mm -hmm. it's just absolutely insane and sometimes we could overlook just how powerful and amazing our bodies are and how he created Mm -hmm. us like we struggle with body image and we think our bodies are just like if i'm too fat it's wrong if i'm too skinny it's wrong it's all these little things that could try to attack us and attack our image in jesus it's just I mean even just to think that is kind of stupid because God made us in such amazing ways and unique ways that like there really is no right or wrong way to look, you know? I think if mm-hmm. God calls us beautiful. I believe it because mm-hmm. honestly, it's 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 all about the opinion and thoughts of my father, my friend, mm-hmm. my, fa- my 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 savior, the person my the, my, my creator, you know? And so why tr- why, not, why trust the people around us that say you're, you're not pretty, you're not worth it when Jesus says, I made you specifically and I made you for a reason. I made, you to- I made you and put you on this earth so that you may live amongst people and impact people and so that I may speak mm-hmm. to you. And I made you like this. Why don't you trust me and believe that you are beautiful? And so mm-hmm. I don't really know. It's just so beautiful <laughs> and amazing to see all that God has made and created that he made us. Like, boom, that's amazing so let's move on yeah. to the next yeah. point so
0: the next point is how well does god know us so i have four points um and one is he knows how many hairs are on your head if you guys can turn if you guys have your bibles totally turn to matthew ten thirty, and it says and the very hairs on your head are all numbered you guys like, literally every single hair ladies listen up every hair on your head <laughs> is numbered. Men, listen up. Guys, listen up. (laughs) Like every single hair you're like looking at, you're like, what? (laughs) And they're all numbered. He knows how many hairs are on your head every day. Even if you lose one, he's like, oh, my daughter just lost a piece of hair. Now it's down to this number. (laughs) It's just such a cool, interesting thing to think about. Um, Yeah. Number two is he knows when we are going to move and even knows our thoughts. Like he says in Psalms 139 uh, verse two, he knows when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, like you can't hide from God. Like he knows your thoughts. He knows what you're thinking. Even those dark moments, uh, when you're feeling alone, he's like, he knows it. He knows what you're thinking. And he's like, come here draw close to me. I want to talk to you. I want to have a relationship with you. There's nothing worth being scared about. Like when we got this, we're going to get this together. But he wants that
1: relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think what's so beautiful and so amazing is that we may think that we're just another human being out of all these people, but God has individual hundreds and thousands of thoughts about each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't understand. Our God is that big. We can't Mm -hmm. fully comprehend how infinite and how big god is we can only um measure god's love for us based on the amount of love we've experienced or seen in uh, in our world but it's absolutely more than that more than we can ever imagine and i think that's just amazing to think about and it's actually kind of scary sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. not scary in a bad way. We are—we need to have a fear of the Lord and understand that His power is amazing yes. and big and powerful. But He has individual thoughts about each and every one of us. He has a story and He has a calling for each and every one of us. He—he won He puts us in situations and seasons and families and friends, friendships that um, that we're meant to impact and pursue and. I think that's absolutely amazing and that he has everything planned out and he, he is beside us every step of the way. And the fact that we even overlook that, the fact that we think, well, I'm alone in this situation. God doesn't see me. This is useless and hopeless to even go after this. But no, if we keep pressing and pursuing that God has a plan and God is with us every step of the way, then, I mean, honestly, we can see miraculous things and a miraculous movement in our lives with Jesus, you know, and... I think first recognizing that he's present amongst all of us is so important, and that he He has thoughts about us, he has plans for us, and uh, it's just amazing, and I think even now more than ever he has plans for the teenagers all mm-hmm. over the world, and he has plans for, for just children to rise up and be disciples of him, like what I've been teaching and um, praying about is that we would be disciple makers as well as disciples of jesus in this generation in this time instead of waiting for this next generation to be disciples and be world changers and to be um history makers and impact people around us we start right now with our friends and our family but we have to realize that god's there and that god's moving And we don't and sometimes we're blind because and we don't even realize that because we focus on our own strengths we focus on our own desires and our own plans for our lives but what what's God's plans for us and what is God telling us to do right now in this time and I know this is totally off track of um how well (laughs) God knows us but I think God knows us and uh, wants us to make huge impacts and he knows us that well and because he has plans and callings for our lives and that well I mean I think that's just amazing and beautiful and so recognizing that and just uh for listening to our father that I love you my child and that's more than you could ever ever understand and oh my goodness it's absolutely amazing so let's continue on <laughs> <laughs> um, three and four kind of
0: like combine sort of but three guys is he knows what your favorite color is like he knows all those little details what your favorite color is what your favorite show is like it's super crazy and then four is he knows what's important to you like he's like she wants to do that that's awesome mm-hmm. like he he put those desires in your heart for a reason like he put those dreams those Absolutely. desires all of it in you for a reason mm-hmm. so don't dismiss it and be like oh gosh um that seems really really hard that's a lot of money that's like he wouldn't have put those dreams in you if there was not a way for you or for him to fulfill that dream yeah the dreams that are harder are the best dreams there are mm-hmm. but your easy dreams aren't the ones you should be worried about, you should, or excuse me, you should be worried about the easy dreams. You shouldn't be worried about the hard dreams. Because when it's the easy dreams, there's no need for God. But when it's the hard dreams, you give either all your faith or none, Because that's when you're like, oh man, this dream, I have to move it across the country. What, what's going on? What? You're at the point where you're like, okay, God, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I had nothing. So I'm going to fully surrender to you because this dream is way more um, harder than I can ever do on my own. So I'm giving you it all and trusting that you will make a way and a plan and fulfill that somehow, Mm -hmm. some way. And then I want to just give out the uh, definition for identity because I don't think we really think about it very often, but it's really interesting. It says the fact of being who or what a person or thing is is very interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um and then in an unhealthy way that teenagers feel about their names. so these are one of these are some of them i know audrey through and some that are probably going to be reset but whatever um they might so there's three they might think they're, un- they're they are worthless they might think they are unlovable they might think that they're you're feeling something or someone which is huge and i um saw this, it's from Renee Slope from Proverbs 31 Ministries, and I saw this while I was getting the message prepared, and I was like, well, that's a really, really, really cool um, quote that she said that she said. Okay. It says, do you need to log out of the lies you're believing and log into your future I- identity in Christ? Let me read that again for you guys. Do you need to log out of the lies you're believing and log into your true identity in Christ? like wow that was like such a now kind of like thing for a lot of teenagers i mean for all of us to be quite frankly honest
1: Yeah. this week i was praying and actually um i was actually praying about identity upon teenagers and um the church i'm part of is the radiant uh church down here in kc and Just me and some of my friends and peers have just been praying about this next generation of strong leaders and that leaders would rise up and take up their calling and take up what God has for their life. And I think the number one struggle and uh, obstacle that is getting in the way of young leaders rising is the fact that they don't know their identity in Christ. And I believe right now that we are called to be a generation, a Jesus generation, and that we uh, would have that identity in Christ and that We would um, take out those lies of, you're not worthy, you're useless, there's nothing about you that God would love, there's nothing about you that, like, why would you, why would God want you to pursue those things? And I really believe the enemy's trying to attack us with that. Attack us with those lies, (laughs) attack us with those feelings that there's nothing about us that can accomplish this goal that i could accomplish and reach students all across the world but when we step into instead of the tr- instead of the lies we step into that truth that god has upon our lives the truth that says i'm using you for amazing things but that requires for you to step into what i'm calling you to do right now and what i'm saying mm-hmm. about you and it's not um who are you in the easy moments now those things when you're happy and you, you just life is going great you know good things are happening it's it's not who you are in the good times it's who you are in the hard times who are, who who are you who does god say you are when you don't feel loved when you feel worthless when you feel like you failed and you feel like you just messed up a hundred different times who does god say i am and who will i be will i be a person that falls into those insecurities fall into the worry fall into the anxiety or Will I be a man woman of prayer and will I pursue Jesus no matter what and fulfill what he's having for me right now and say, Lord, I know you're good and I know this is a hard time, Lord, I want to press into you no matter what because there's always more. You are so infinite and there's always more. So I'm going to, instead of going after the stereotypes of teenagers addicted to their phones, I want to be addicted to you and I want to go after mm-hmm. your presence. I want to go after your love and your identity upon not only me, but this generation I believe God is calling a new identity and new faith and new eyes upon this generation, instead of being a generation, a Generation Z that is addicted to their phones, addicted to social media, mm-hmm. that puts their opinions and thoughts and identity upon um, social media and influences that are trying to bring up, bring people that are rich and are famous up and tear people that are not down. I believe we are called to be higher than that and called to mm-hmm. be, you know, a generation that's pure. A generation with passion that says, I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm crazy for his love. And I don't care what anybody else thinks because whether you realize that or not, you're gonna be judged. And being in the life of ministry, being Mm -hmm. in the life of a a Christian and loving Jesus, and fully dedicating your life to Jesus, it will not be easy because people will judge. Mm -hmm. But it's in those moments, in those hard times that God says, "You are loved. I have calling upon your life and I'm with you always. And it's what will we believe. And that's the struggle <laughs> right now in teenagers. They feel beat down by those opinions, by those lies, that they aren't stepping into the calling God has upon their life. And I really believe we are called to be set apart from that. Set apart <laughs> from those that, that repetition of being passive. But what if we be active in our faith? Active in what God is calling us to do right now. And active in our identity. And I'm praying that right now over this generation specifically that we would step out of those lies and those thoughts and just be filled with purity be filled with that passion and pursuit and purpose and that we would step into a prayer life that's just on fire for Jesus and we would step into new habits and new fire um and so like identity has a huge part in that and identity is something people struggle with all the time I've even struggled with identity I put my identity in friends and it failed I put my identity and, um other things and earthly things and it failed but there's one thing that I put my identity in that I was fully fulfilled and not only my identity but who I was gonna be my passions my my habits and my my prayer life and that was Jesus and <laughs> I, I guys this is not something that we're you're gonna hear for the last time this is not something you should overlook because this is happening right now and we we are just coming out of a coronavirus and we are going into new schools and new, new life and new um n- new challenges honestly and trials but who will we be what will identity be in and i i encourage you now more than ever put your identity in jesus put your identity and your you're just just everything give it all to jesus because then that's when he takes the wheel and that's when he says thank you my child now i'm gonna stir you into a life of righteousness rather than going over And rather than you pursuing these lies into a path of wickedness and into a path where it's not going to satisfy you and you're going to fall into a depression, no, I believe we're called to be a generation on fire rather than a generation of depression. People that are just anxious and oh my goodness, when we focus on Jesus, that's when it comes to life. That's when the purity and fire and just joy comes to life. And so I really encourage that when you feel worthless, when you feel unloved, when you feel like you failed. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy to go away from those things, but when we pursue Jesus in that fascinating, amazing way, then we find ourselves being, oh my goodness, why didn't I put my identity in Jesus before? And now I know the truth and the enemy just wants to kill steal and destroy that's what it says in the bible he may say i love you go after these earthly things and i will protect you but no it's just trying to steal and destroy your relationship with jesus because he knows that you are called to bigger things than you ever imagined and sometimes we're blind from that because we let those lights consume that consume our minds and so right now, I, I just really encourage you all, step into identity in Christ rather than identity of the world, rather than an identity of those lives and depression and anxiety. And so I just, I would love to hear more about what our identity in Christ is. So if you want to keep going on that.
0: <laughs> um, so one of them guys, I have a list and I have four of them, and one of them is adoptions as sons. And you can turn that into daughters for all the girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know they're like, why, why didn't they say daughters? <laughs> you guys can flip it around and put daughters in your mind. Okay. So in Ephesians 1 5, it says, He predestined us for adoptions to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will, which is awesome. Like, that's so cool that He predestined us. He wanted a relationship before we were born, you guys. Um, and two is holy and blameless. And it says in Ephesians 1, 4, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Another thing, guys, he thought of us before we were even born. Before we were even born or anything. We weren't even thought of, we weren't created, nothing. And he literally was like... You're going to be my child. You're going to be holy and blameless in my sight. And another thing is, we're going to be ba- we're ambassadors of Christ. It says in First Corinthians 5.20, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Which is just so cool. When you study this, guys, and you look in there, and you find all these different things, you're like, wow, this seems like a better gig and a better life than what I'm living right now. The last one... Um, is we are conquerors. It says in Romans 8, 37, knowing all these all these things, we are even more than conquerors, guys. We're conquerors, but we're even more through him who lived or who loved us. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, um, this wasn't even in my notes, guys. This is like,
1: we're adding this on.
0: Um, when uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said that we were going to do more than he even did. And he's God like he said we were going to do way more than he did in his three years of earthly ministry which is like what hmm. and he did more that you. Uh, nobody could write all the healings that he did in the bible there was just so many there was that many Like those were just more of the more uh, those were as much as they could fit in there or we wouldn't have the like the bible would be huge if he, we put every single healing that he ever did it would be huge, as well as we couldn't even do it. There was just so many healings in three years, which was just crazy.
1: And I would like to add something. You may think, what what do you mean, a conqueror? I'm not a conqueror. I'm a teenager living in a really crazy world where adults are just taking control and there's nothing for me. There's nothing for me right now in this stage of my life, in this season. I'm just a teenager, I'm gonna lay back. What God is calling you to do is that my child i i have my strength and with my strength you may be able to take down the enemy and that you may be able to pursue this even when there's hardship and trial i'm with you always and so he's calling us out of mediocre christianity out out of passive christianity and relationship with him so that we may step in to be conquerors of the enemy conquerors of evil and sin and that we may do more that we may pursue more of jesus because whether we realize it or not there is so much more to jesus and there's always more to pursue sometimes we think oh god is so good and he's awesome you know i'm just gonna stick right here and i don't Mm -hmm. need to go after more because i already am saved and all these things but god is calling you out of out of mediocre christianity and lukewarm christianity And as teenagers, we are called out of those stereotypes of being looked down by our age and being looked over because we're just kids and that we have nothing to prove. But I feel like God's calling us out of those identities that the world's put upon us. Out of those identities and the identity of you are my child and you are more than just age. You are more than just your appearance. Because I'm going to give you wisdom and I'm going to give you revelations. Just will you after more? Will you go after my presence? Will you go after these things? And there's only good things you can get out of being in his presence more. There's more you can get out of praying. And really, guys, when we pray, God moves. When we pray, we allow God to open doors. We allow God to heal. We allow God to move in our generation. Prayer isn't something that's just a, a tradition, something that we can just do over and over and it's just fine, or like we just use it to pray and bless our food. No, that is something that that we try we we overlook prayer but when we pray when we pray for our family when we pray for our friends we pray even for ourselves and the situations we're in we say okay god i'm going through a rough time my family my friends this community my generation is doing these things and going through a rough time lord i pray that you will move and when he hears us guys he doesn't say oh i i see that um let's Abby prayed for this. Abby prayed for her friend that was lost. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let go. I don't know. She's fine. She can do her own thing. And maybe, maybe I'll help sometime in the future. No. God's timing is everything. And one thing that you may think that God's not moving, he's moving everywhere. And sometimes we don't even see it. God's moving mm-hmm. in people's lives. And you may think, well, why is he only encountering people now and he's not encountering me? Or why is it like years later, after me praying constantly that he now healed like this person or helped this person even though i've been he's been silent for years he hasn't been silent he's been moving through this person's life he's been moving through this generation and it's also about god's timing and everything and sometimes god's timing is way better and more valuable than our timing because we we put expectations on god that he's gonna surprise us with he's like don't put these expectations on me because Mm -hmm. honestly i i have more and better things than you can ever imagine and so we may think well I want God to move I want God's presence now I want him to do things these things in my life but what does it mean when we have a relationship with Jesus or just a relationship in general it requires two ways it requires trust and trust in our Jesus Jesus and our Lord and our Savior and I know I'm going like off topic but um (laughs) when God says we are conquerors I think God is saying I want to partner up with you I want to partner up with this generation with this group of teenagers Mm -hmm. and it's not just us conquering it's not just jesus conquering it's both of us going out making disciples and saying we're done with satan and we're done with the enemy trying to take over this generation we're done with this the enemy trying to take over teenagers minds and say you're worthless you're unloved and there's nothing about you that god loves We're done with that. We're done with uh, bowing down to the enemy. We're gonna stand up. We're gonna be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And even if we're thrown in the fire, even if we're we're going through these hardships and trials, you see Jesus is with us. And you see there's another in the fire standing next to me. I truly believe that's what he's saying, even though you may be persecuted and judged. (laughs) I mean, they call Jesus crazy. Yeah, they call Jesus crazy, but that was because he was not of this world, and he was not of Mm -hmm. what people said. and Oh my goodness, what if we're called crazy? Oh, that would be absolutely amazing. That would be What if we were amazing. called conquerors and say, you're different. Jesus freaks. Yes, absolutely. Jesus freaks. That
0: is what I want on my title. Yes. I don't know about you guys, but that is my title. Most people in this world, people who aren't Christians, think you're crazy. Well, that's life. <laughs> As a Christian,
1: that's well, you're gonna get that. Oh, so, yeah. Over identity of oh, you're popular. Oh, you're cool. Oh, you're pretty. I want to be called crazy. I want to be called crazy, be crazy for Jesus and bold and faithful. I want to get the I want to get the stares of like, what the heck is she doing, dancing like an idiot? <laughs> yes. <It's> like, <laughs> why is she lifting her hands in worship? Why is <laughs> why she crying? Why, why is, she, she, why is she dancing around like a weirdo? <laughs> exactly. And those moments are actually probably the most amazing feelings yes. moments. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. I just want to Mm -hmm. encourage you. Pursue that identity Mm -hmm. instead of the identity Mm -hmm. the world puts on us. Mm
0: -hmm. I wanted to leave you guys with, this wasn't um, planned, but I totally, I love this verse. One of my favorite verses. um, And I felt like it went right along with um, this message. It's in 1 Timothy 4.12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Which is like huge, because we all think, Audrey just said it, we all think, oh, the adults got it, but we can't really do anything. We're just teenagers. We're only 17. What the mm-hmm. heck? we 16, 18, whatever. Uh, we can't do anything. We can't make a w- difference in this world. We can't even, like, some of us can't even drive, you know, all these different things and <laughs> we're like, we can't make a difference in this world. Why? Why have we tried? But, but, uh, to sharing in here, like, uh, we can, as youth, lead examples to older people sometimes like we can set that example and other people other believers will look at us and they're like wow that girl in 11th grade went after uh jesus with all her heart and i was in ninth grade and i looked up to her and i saw her reading her bible at lunch I saw her preaching the gospel. I saw her save, like, five classmates in one month. Like, all these different things. about saying, like, all the time you're going to have, like, five people saved in one month. That would be cool. But just, like, that whole thing. We have to embrace the gospel. We got to act like weirdos while doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus wasn't, like, like, the Pharisees hated him, guys. The Pharisees he wasn't popular. Hated him. He was not a popular guy at all. Everybody looked at him like he was, like, the weirdest person on the
1: planet. They're, like get
0: out of here. He wasn't a king doing. or rich.
1: He was just a rabbi and he was poor. Uh, yeah. He was poor. He, I mean, he was the carpenter's son.
0: I mean, he did not, they all thought he was going to come down as, like, this king and rule over. And instead he became a servant and washed the feet of his own disciples. In fact, Peter looked at him and he's like, you can't do that. Yeah. He's like, I have to. And he's like, you can't do that. And I want and he's to. he's like, yeah. I want to. I have to. And he's like, well, then just wash all me. He's like, all right, we just have to do the feet. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. but it was so interesting how like Peter did not want, he's like, you're God. Like they looked at him like, you're God. Like you can't, we gotta wash your feet. You can't wash our feet. And it was just like so interesting. As you read the Bible, you just like hear all these things. And he, I mean, he healed leopards. He did all, all these different miracles. He went to people that most people said, no, I don't want to get near him. He went to the tax collectors. Matthew, guys, was a tax collector before he um, went out and started like preaching the gospel and sharing all that. He was a tax collector sitting at a booth and doing taxes. Like he was just all about getting the taxes from people where he was. And Jesus came up to him and said, Hey, dude, you want to follow me for the rest of your life? And he's like, Sure. And left it <laughs> all behind. Um, yeah. And
1: another point, which, which fits exactly like what you said. Jesus, I mean, he wasn't a king, he wasn't rich, he wasn't popular, and yet he was called to do amazing things. And mm-hmm. his disciples, for example, they were just regular men and women, you know? They weren't like huge, men, most of all. amazing, like rich people, and they were sinful, but yet he called them out of that. What if mm-hmm. he's calling teenagers in this generation out of those identities that were suffering with depression, that aren't popular, that aren't, that are just looked over, and he's calling them to be his disciples? and have those kinds of callings and have those kinds of experiences with him. And I believe that 100% that he's calling that right now. And so mm-hmm. just like you mentioned, like that's absolutely amazing. And he's he's giving us a free opportunity and free, um, just he's opening the door for us to be his disciples. And he's giving out his hand, just will we accept that? Will we reach it? Will we say yes? Because mm-hmm. I want to be a generation that says yes, not no, or maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. I was just, Another thing that popped into my head was the picture. If any of you guys have ever seen the picture of Jesus knocking at the door, the really famous picture, there's no, like, knob on the outside of the door. Audrey, did you know that?
1: Maybe. Have you seen that
0: picture? I don't think I have. There's no? Okay. I'll have to share it with you, but, like, it's so interesting. So, you guys totally look it up. But when Jesus is knocking at the door, the only way he can come in is with us saying yes. Like, he can't come in any other way. And he's just knocking at the door of our hearts. i like, hey, open up Do you want. Like, come here. I got you. You're a mess. Come here. Let me help you. Like, he he's not going to despise you. Yes, you've had a hard childhood. But he's like, come here. I want to restore your life
1: and just show you what you can have if you follow me. And our yeses are so important, you guys. Mm-hmm. And when we say yes, just like when we pray. We allow god to move in our generation around us mm-hmm. when we say yes to the calling when we say yes like praying over someone's like when for example like if uh you get this urge or a prophetic word for someone to pray and pray over them and stuff like that and you're like i don't know i'm so nervous i don't know if i should but when god says do it and if you say yes then imagine what happens when you do that and then they got in heaven mm-hmm. like that's going on i exactly know what to do now and like you just fulfilled that and you just confirmed that in my life and um Mm -hmm. that's actually happened a couple times to me and like it's absolutely amazing and when we say yes that changes lives it impacts the kingdom and like it's much better than saying no what if we say no to jesus and then that just closes the door and we never open it for jesus to move in Mm -hmm. that part of our lives and the part of Mm -hmm. other people's lives
0: yeah i've definitely experienced those times where like the whole experience like hey um i want you to do that and i'm like i don't like trying to think like "Uh, i'm too i'm too afraid to do that jesus i really can we do something else like is there another another thing we can do instead of like going to that person (laughs) you know like can we can we uh maybe like not do that and do something else Mm -hmm. and then people and then I've had those times where, and I don't do them, and then you regret them at the end. You're like, crap, I should have done that. That was awful. And it's it's, it's that feeling like, man, I'm supposed to do that. Mm. And so don't pick the easy way out. Pick the hardest way, and you
1: will realize how much better it is. Mm. That's just great. All this discussion is just like absolutely amazing. And putting our identity in Christ is so important, especially in a generation in a world that's just mainly focused on social media and what the world says about us. So, uh, redirecting our eyes and tuning our ears to Jesus is just so important and something we all need to work on, like, and um, mm-hmm. pursue because it's really the best identity and truth. And um, it's basically the only truth, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just oh, it's absolutely amazing and I love talking about this and encouraging mm-hmm. people to step into mm-hmm. that new identity and step into Jesus because um, I think we're also like our identity is to be um, his children, disciples of Jesus to be a Jesus generation that says yes and even I've been listening to the song So Will I and oh my goodness it just hit me again and again and God has just showed me what if you're a generation, you people, that's just so a lie, and I'm just, if you gave your life to love them, so will I, if the rocks mm-hmm. cry out in silence, so will I, and if our praises fall short, then we'll sing a hundred billion times, and oh, I just love those lyrics, and there's so much about that song that just hits me so hard, mm-hmm. and I would love to just pursue that, not only myself, but also help others, and so if, even if you don't struggle with that identity, if you know that, well, I, yeah, I have an identity in Jesus, but pursuing others pursuing other people's relationship with the lord and pursuing other people's identity in jesus is so important because we're we are a community of disciples and people that are supposed to help each other out and spread the gospel it's not just about you it's not just about you and jesus which is key but it's also about raising other leaders raising people up to the kingdom and impacting people and honestly our main goal and our main mission especially it's like the heart and core of the gospel is to go out and make disciples just Mm -hmm. like um matthew 28 verses 16 through 20 and i really encourage you if you want to look at that that's basically the main mission that he gave his disciples and basically gave us and i actually taught on that a couple weeks ago um and it's just absolutely amazing what we're called to right now And he says, at the end, surely I'm with you always at the very end of the age. And that's so true. And I think that's just absolutely beautiful. And so I want to encourage you, I I want to encourage you all, even if you aren't struggling with the identity, but really pressing into that and what he's also calling you to do right now in this time of your life and what, how you can help others. Because whether you're an adult, whether you're a teenager or a kid, no matter if you're older or younger. Um, really pursuing others, pursuing other people, and pursuing what God has for your life is so important, because that's when God moves in a generation, and that's when we can see the most miracles and coincidences, and um, even, I, I mean, I don't even know if I should call them coincidences, but there's this amazing quote, um, I can't even remember what it was, maybe John Wesley, maybe not, but um, when we pray, we see the most coincidences, and I feel like when we pray, that's when we see the moves of God, and we see things that happen just that are just so surprising and that we don't even understand they can't fully comprehend like those things have happened so many times where like i'm like how is this happening what's going on and i see Mm -hmm. that's when i that's what happens when we pray and we're we're a generation based on prayer not on social media so that's all i just wanted to share and you're just awesome abby goodness i love this (laughs) message i know i love getting to do it with you i mean it's it's
0: something that is both guys me and audrey i love Audrey's heart and I love how we just, this comes very, um, really means a lot and and is on our heart often Um, and that's why I had her on because we have this huge passion to share the gospel and just see other teenagers' lives change after hearing the gospel and uh, knowing their true identity it's on both of our hearts and that is why i just felt like i need to have audrey story on this episode (laughs) uh, and getting to preach together we need to do that so bad um Mm. but yeah and don't do not think we have this whole thing
1: mapped out and perfect at all guys we are just like the rest of the. we're just learning and we're growing (laughs) and we're speaking what's on our hearts and Um, Mm -hmm. I think the reason we wanted to speak about this and that we have passion for it is because we recognize that truth we recognize what God's saying about this topic about these teenagers and we're still learning and growing in all this and so I mean I just encourage you always pursue growing and learning and going after Jesus because there's always more and there's always more to learn there's always more to pursue and so it's just actually an amazing Mm -hmm. feeling and Uh, I just love, like, even hearing Abby say that I have a podcast, I started these things, I'm sharing my testimony and my story, and I want to impact these teenagers right now, in this season, and just really listening to what God is having and putting on her heart to reach these people. And um, no matter how confusing it is, or what the calling upon her life is, what she's doing right now is really impacting people, and um, she's really said yes to Jesus, no matter how difficult or how weird it may sound. And so um, she's just absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. You are just yeah. amazing, uh, amazing child of God, and God is so proud of you and your um, just just your obedience and your faithfulness in th- those tough seasons and those amazing seasons even. Um, so just thank you so much for teaching about this mm-hmm. and preaching about this because this is this is actually an issue um, upon teenagers. Uh, especially non-Christians, but even sometimes, Mm -hmm. and even Christians as well, because I feel like the enemy really attacks the ones that are really called. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't really know. Just thank you so much for teaching about Mm -hmm. this.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, message and I will be back next month for, there'll be a testimony next month. So hang on and I can't wait for you guys to hear the next testimony episode bye Audrey bye bye guys